Hey everybody, so uh, in this episode I will be reading the second chapter, the second fairy tale in the Grimm's Complete Fairy Tales from the Grimm Brothers, or the Brothers Grimm. Um, and this one is called Cat and Mouse in Partnership. It was an interesting one for sure, I kind of went back and forth with what voice I wanted to use for which one. Uh, there's only two characters in that in this one, and it's the cat and mouse. Um, so, it's an interesting one. I'm, I'm still even, as I'm recording this, trying to figure out what the meaning behind this one is. Uh, so, here it goes. A certain cat had made the acquaintance of a mouse and had said so much to her about the great love and friendship she felt for her, that at length the mouse agreed that they should live and keep house together. But we must make a provision for winter, or else we shall suffer from hunger, said the cat, and you, little mouse, cannot venture everywhere, or you will be caught in a trap some day. The good advice was followed, and a pot of fat was bought, but they did not know where to put it. At length, after much consideration, the cat said, I know no place where it will be better stored up than in a, the church, for no one dares take anything away from there. We will set it beneath the altar, and not touch it until we are really in need of it. So the pot was placed in safety, but it was not long before the cat had a great yearning for it, and said to the mouse, I want to tell you something, little mouse. My cousin has brought a little son into the world, and has asked me to be godmother. He is white with brown spots, and I am told him, and I am to hold him over the font at the christening. Let me go out today, and you look after the house by yourself. Yes, yes, answered the mouse. By all means, go, and if you get anything very good, think of me, I should like a drop of sweet red christening wine, too. All this, however, was, in, was untrue. The cat had no cousin and had not been asked to be godmother. She went straight to the church, stole to the pot of fat, began to look at it, and licked the top of that off. Then she took a walk upon the roofs of the town, looked out for opportunities, and then stretched herself in the sun, and licked her lips whenever she thought of the pot of fat. And not until it was evening did she return home. Well, here you are again, said the mouse. No doubt you have had a merry day. All went well, answered the cat. What name did they give the child? Top off, said the cat coolly. Top off, cried the mouse. That is a very high and uncommon name. Is it a usual one in your family? What does it matter, said the cat. It is no worse than Crumbstealer, as your godchildren are called. Before long, the cat was seized by another fit of longing. She said to the mouse, 
You must do me a favor and once more manage the house for a day alone. I am again asked to be godmother, and as the child has a white ring around its neck, I cannot refuse. The good mouse consented, but the cat crept behind the town walls to the church and devoured half the plot of fat. Nothing ever seems so good as one keeps to oneself, said she, as, uh, as, and was quite satisfied with her day's work. When she went home, the mouse inquired, And what has, and what was this child christened? Half done, answered the cat. Half done? What are you saying? I never heard the name in my life. I'll wager anything it's not the calendar of saints. The, cow, the cat's mouth soon began to water for some more licking. All, all good things cow in threes, said she. I am asked to stand godmother again, the child. The, the child is quite black, only it has white paws, but with that exception, it has... Not a single white hair on its whole body. This only happens once every few years. You will let me go, won't you? Um, top half, half done, said the mouse answered the mouse. They are such odd names. They make me very thoughtful. You sit at home, said the cat, in your dark grey fur coat and long tail and are filled with fancies. That's because you do not go out in daytime. During the cat's absence, the mouse cleaned the house and put it in order, but the greedy cat entirely emptied the pot of fat. When everything is but Eaten up, one has some peace, said she to herself, and well filled and fat. Uh, she did not return home until not until night. The mouse at once asked what name had been given to the third child. It will not please you more than the other, said the cat. He is called All Gone. Oh, God, cried the mouse, that is the most suspicious name of all. I have never seen it in print. Oh, God, what can that mean? And she took her head and curled herself up and lay down to sleep. From this time forth, no one invited the cat to be godmother. But when the winter had come and there was no longer any to be anything to be found outside, the mouse thought of their provision and said, Come, cat, we will go to our pot of fat, which we have stored up for ourselves. We shall enjoy that. Yes, answered the cat. You will enjoy it as much as you would enjoy sticking that dainty tongue of yours out of the window. They set out on their way, but when they arrived, the pot of fat certainly was still in the, it was certainly still in its place, but it was empty. Alas, said the mouse, now I see what has happened. Now it comes to light. 
You are a true friend. You have devoured all. When you were standing guard, first top off, then I've done. Then, will you hold your tongue? Cried the cat. One word more, and I will eat you too. All gone was already on the poor mouse's lips. Scarcely had she spoken it before the cat sprang on her, seized her, and swallowed her down. And that is the way of the world. That is the way of the world. That's a very unique story there. That unique fairy tale. I I don't know what it's trying to get at. Like the first fairy tale was a little more clear of what real life meaning it's getting at, but this one uh, that's the way of the world I mean that that probably would make the most sense out of it, but um maybe it's trying to say in a deeper level, be careful who you befriend because not everyone can be trusted. It's probably what it is. Be careful who you befriend, um, or be careful who you trust, because not everyone can be trusted. Um, I mean, it, I did think it was interesting how, with these lies about being godmother, uh, that she would, when came to thinking of the name, she chose how much of the fat she ate to be the name. I thought that was kind of interesting. An interesting choice. Um, so I guess one way to see this is be careful who you befriend or who you trust because not everyone can be trusted. Uh, another way you could probably think about it now that I'm talking about it, it's starting to become a little more clear, I guess. Um, if you lie to somebody... Especially more than once. I mean, well, I mean, you shouldn't really lie to anybody at all, but if you're gonna lie to somebody, uh, it's bound to eventually catch up to you, and they may f- figure out your lies. Um, and so it'll come back to you. So, I guess you could say that the, the real life lessons from this is careful who you're trusting. Uh, and lies will come back at you. Uh, there we go. Figured it out. I just had to talk it through. Figure it out. But, yeah, that was a, definitely a very interesting one. Um, looking forward to next week's. Um, next week's should be interesting. The Our Lady's Child. Um. Yes, uh, I, I don't know why I just let this record a complete silence for a number of seconds. I was just thinking about what I just read. Um, but yeah, so that was this week's. And until uh, next time.